welcome back to the Mind Over Matter Talks. We are your hosts. My name is Kai. I'm a singer, songwriter, author, and entrepreneur. And I'm Marcia, inspirational speaker, author, mentor, and mother. Hey there, I'm Shalina, aka S. McPherson, and I'm an author of fantasy novels and a self-help handbook. So ladies, we are back and uh, I just want to say to everyone listening, it has been fantastic so far with our earlier episodes. We've gotten some fantastic feedback. Um, How have you found it so far, ladies? Yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I've also had phenomenal feedback, Um, you know, just loads of people that can really just identify and relate and resonate with what we're saying, um, which is uh, just amazing. Yeah, it's been such a fun experience. Honestly, loving it. I'm so glad we decided to do this. Yeah, doing it for sure and obviously putting it out. And I think we've got a quality product, but now that people are hearing it and are resonating, it just really reaffirms what we were thinking originally. So thank you to everyone that's been listening and sharing. And we hope you enjoy the content that we speak about, things that are dear to us as well. Yeah, today is going to be a juicy one because uh, it's something that I've personally experienced and it's something that I know uh, Marcia also can speak about. Um, We are going to talk about narcissism and uh, the word itself, actually. I, I actually used to shy away from it just because I felt like it was almost a dirty word, especially when I kind of researched it and found out what it meant and who it was related to. Um, I don't feel that way now, um, but definitely with current climate, I feel like it's really important to raise awareness of the traits and and just identifying more about yourself because we want to raise awareness for people to understand who they are and, you know, how you can attract one if, if you're somebody who's potentially vulnerable and not aware of your traits and things that are attractive to such person. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just throw it out there, Shalina. Do you feel like you've ever been in a relationship or even perhaps with friends who, mm. I don't know, have been manipulative in any way? And I, I do use that word kind of lightly because I think manipulative can be a strong word, but yeah, you kind of been in the relationships or situations like that. I've definitely had friendships where the person felt like they were always the victim Um, and Mm. based on their victim mentality, it was my job to kind of make them, you know, lift them up and they were happy if lifting them up meant putting me down sort of thing. Wow. It's funny that you're saying that and and I can 100% relate to that. I I know Marcia, you want to chime in as well because (laughs) there's a whole thing on this and and just knowing, I mean, you didn't use the specific character traits that um, we're going to get into just in a moment, but I know Marcia, you know all too well about all of this. Yeah, I do. I do. That's why Um, we're so similar, actually. I see a lot of you and each of us. Exactly. Well, uh, what I will say is that for me personally, it was definitely being my, my, someone questioning my reality. So definitely points where I felt, am I going mad? Mm-hmm. Because especially when we're talking about factual information, but yet somehow that factual evidence is being contradicted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm thinking, hold on, but it's there in black and white so then you know that that whole yeah, yeah am I going crazy they're telling thing, me the but... sign's not blue 
right literally the sky's not blue and I can see it's blue and you're telling me it's purple mm-hmm. and Do you so think that mm-hmm. then and even now you have seen like specific things about yourself at the time that maybe got you into that situation with the person definitely or even a position um, where they're telling you that and they think you believe that mm. I think my having gone through the journey of writing my book that basically um, allowed me to really unpack who who I am. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point that I, I identified um, I'm an empath, which is basically mm-hmm. um, someone who has deep empathy for others, who, who can feel others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could literally walk into a room and feel everybody's energy, whether that's mm-hmm. good, bad, you know, that's just what it is and I never really understood that before I never really understood why I felt like that but I think these types of individuals tend to beeline for people like myself Mm. um because I guess for want of a better word we are easily manipulated yeah um and so it's it's a mind thing so yeah. I wasn't necessarily aware initially that it was happening because, of course, I'm so wanting to make everything okay for everyone. So yes. I want to fix everything. So mm-hmm. someone could present themselves um, and you wouldn't think anything of it. And this mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that someone is a bad person. You know, I, do wanna, oh. I, wanna, I want to add that you know, and put that out there. Identifying certain traits um in a person does not make them good or bad um i just think for someone like ourselves who are empaths it's important for us to be able to analyze a situation and allow people to reveal themselves Mm -hmm. so sometimes just stop and take stock of a situation don't just jump in there trying to save the person and Mm -hmm. When you do that, you realise, oh, my goodness. You know, yeah. what have I actually got myself into now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, you said I how just... you walk into a room and feel the energy, like you can sense. Yes. How do you handle that? Because I find that happens to me sometimes and then I, it, it just annoys me. Because <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want all these people's energy, you know. I, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um I think at the time, a um, few years prior, I, I didn't know how to handle it, and, and it often made me very ill. Now um, I'm a I'm a Reiki practitioner, so I mm. tend to do um, something that we call dry showering, which is basically if if I've gone somewhere or I feel like I've taken on the energy in that room, I would probably do dry showering, which is literally just to use my hands and to to wipe that energy away. From myself um and I would also ground myself is that something I do on a regular basis so I might go out and stand in nature and put Mm. my feet on the ground ground myself or go to the sea um these are places where I feel free and I can just you know get rid of whatever I might be carrying at that moment brilliant okay yeah that's brilliant yeah yeah that's fantastic so I want to I want to touch on because I'm so glad you mentioned uh, the word empath, actually, Marcia, because when you were speaking earlier, Shalina, I didn't you didn't use that word. But yeah, I could definitely relate because <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's you know, I 
didn't know that I was an empath and I equally didn't know that I was in a relationship with a narcissist and that I equally have had, you know, narcissistic friends around me. Mm. And so, you know, obviously we're having this discussion now because myself and Marcy during the week felt that it was important, especially now to talk about and just raise awareness, because if you don't know exactly who you are, we obviously know the power of the mind and looking after it and the things that we could do, uh, you know, with meditation and, and all those things. But in terms of actually just knowing <coughs> your own behaviors, your own patterns and, and just the qualities, there are great qualities about people that if you're not aware of those qualities, you will be picking up people's energies and habits and all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff. And, and then, you know, when, when a, a, a situation arises or something negative happens, you then think, you know, God, why me? Or, you know, why this, why that? And I, I definitely went through that, but it wasn't until much later that I understood, and I'm learning all the time, mm -hmm. but much later I understood that I am an empath and, and, you know, it sparked us to have this conversation today. So <laughs> some of the traits of an empath, and Marcia, let me know if you agree, mm -hmm. um, but there are a few here and awareness of it is key so you can protect yourself. Uh, but uh, empaths tend to be, uh, as you said, the definition is uh, people who have the ability to understand and share emotions of other people. And so ultimately it's almost like you step into their shoes and you, mm -hmm. you care a lot and you feel at a deeper level um and it often can be mixed with sympathy but it's not the same as sympathy yeah these more having sorrow or pity or sharing you know you you know you can empathize with a person but it doesn't mean you take on that person's you know entire emotional baggage but exactly. i think with empaths if you're not careful you can do that because you sympathize so much you just want to make it better so we right. tend to be emotional sponges would you yeah say? yeah 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 definitely you, you you tend to feel um extreme emotions especially in certain environments yes so you'll be and, the one to jumping to, to the rescue that. to help definitely and help and help until to your to, sometimes to act to your own detriment yeah, yeah definitely exactly uh we lead with our hearts we tend yeah. to be sensitive and if we're not careful and we're not aware we're not recharging ourselves and again I hold my hands up to that wholeheartedly <laughs> because I know that I've been in situations before that were just so draining and it probably wasn't until I hit you know a brick wall that I realized I can't go on like this exactly but if I had a little bit of energy left or you know oh no it's fine we're gonna do this we're gonna do that I would keep going and keep doing it because it's me and I want to keep exactly. being me but in being me the other person, if you're not careful, yes. will keep taking and taking. Or people, whether it's, you know, it could be work, it could be, you know, your home surroundings, mm -hmm. whatever. Just keep taking and taking. And if you don't look after yourself, you will give until you have nothing left. So Exactly. Yeah, just to add on to that, actually, I that's definitely where my depression came in as well um, mm -hmm. throughout the years. Because as well as the exhaustion because you as you describe you know you're just giving and giving and giving and giving and not necessarily getting anything back yes um you you could spiral into a depression completely yeah i think this is actually what i was trying to say about my friend in the beginning i constantly was just basically giving and giving trying to lift her up 
but sadly right. yeah, she was just taking a take in and there was nothing back and I suddenly realized like took me a couple of years but then I was like this is a very dysfunctional friendship and exactly other people around me that were like oh wow you know you can't say no to her like you you, you got no choice for that one like she made me change my clothes right. and stuff like that and of course that goes back to right. me yeah of course and that goes back to my mental health of course as well and what I was willing to accept but also I just knew that it made her feel bad if I wore this or that so you know to make her feel better I would change or whatever it was and yeah she would just take and take and take and I would give and give and give what yeah yeah, it's really interesting that you should say that, um, Shalina, because it's a very important point that these kind of unions or friendships can often let the empath feel that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, and it's yeah. really important for us not to feel that. So, yes, we must take, I'm going to describe it as energetic responsibility. Okay, mm-hmm. we, 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 we understand that there is a level of responsibility, but it's we're taking that responsibility almost to free ourselves because right. we're not mm-hmm. saying, oh, I it's my fault because, you know, I looked good and she didn't want me to look mm. good and so therefore, no. Mm. You're taking the power to choose whether mm-hmm. you want to be around these people or not, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's about looking at yourself and thinking, why is it that I am attracting yeah. these types of people? Exactly. You know, yeah. what, what, what is it? Do I like when I'm around these kinds of people? Mm. You know, and if I don't, then I need to change it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think especially, well, mine's the, the main, I suppose, trigger that, that got me to realise was after I came out of what I would say was a very toxic relationship. And mm-hmm. again, that's not to say the person was bad because no. there were many positive things that came out of that. Yeah, you know, I was exactly. drinking more water, I was exercising more, you know, I was doing more music. There was lots of things, but equally, these are things I was already doing for myself, perhaps not consistently, but having them egg me on was a bit more motivation. And mm-hmm. so I think I became almost dependent on their motivation to go like oh yeah we'll do it together and and so forth so when there was the negative stuff that came around um I just took it on because you know it's my you know it's my partner and you know we're we're just going through ups and downs yeah you know there were things like you know I'll get into it a bit more later when we go into narcissism specifically but you know, I just took on things that he said because I thought, oh, he cares. He trusts, you know, mm-hmm. I trust what he says. You know, he knows what he's talking about. Oh, he's just, and I just care. Taking, uh, yeah, taking on so much of what he said above what I said, mm-hmm. when I decided and realized, okay, I need to get out of this. It's not healthy for me. I had to seriously question, where did this start? How mm-hmm. on earth did I yes. get to the point where his voice was louder than my own? And that led me down a whole rabbit hole of, you know, self-reflection. But, Great. you know, it's brilliant because it's brought me to hear, you know, this point now. But in understanding that I'm an empath, you know, I'm, I'm a peacemaker. So I never really wanted to have confrontation. No. I am a great listener. So with friends and, and other scenarios, I've always been one. Yeah, let's, you know, let's do this, let's do that. And just listen to all of their problems. Yeah. But it was never two way where they would get to, you know, I would get to offload on them equally and we'd both give and take energy. It was just always one way. So now, and and I'm forever learning, obviously speaking to Marcia a bit more and, you know, her helping me to understand that I am probably much more of an empath than I even thought I was. That's the reason that I've been taking on so much stuff, you know, and just... I don't know, not being able to say no, because you don't want to see someone suffer. And I think that's, that's one of the main things with empaths. We've got such a big heart. 
we don't want to see someone else suffer but does that mean at the detriment of ourselves you know and now that I've identified that I can absolutely start to put boundaries and say no there has to be a cut-off point and I can care but up until this point I can't care so much for you more than you care for yourself as it seems or exactly yeah exactly or more than I care for me I need to fill my own cup first you know and I've really had to learn that the hard way so it's great but you know I just really feel like I need to just let people know if they're empaths and let them recharge you know because that's an important part of it as well downtime and rest is like you were saying about being grounded Bruce uh, Marcia you were saying yeah go to nature and yeah definitely yeah Exactly. How did you get into that, Marcia? How did you find out? Because I've heard a few people mention grounding as well. And I, I think I need to do that more because I, I love being around water, but I didn't even really know that much. I wouldn't say that I'm a beach person, but mm. going to the beach is so freeing. Yeah. So how did you find that out for yourself? I mean, again, I think a lot of this has been with hindsight. So I've always loved the sea, um, but never understood why. Mm-hmm. And now where, as things are starting to make sense, that's somewhere that I just feel whole and yeah. free and yeah, and I'm at peace. And so I'm just I'm just working more on doing things that feel good for me as yeah. opposed to things that don't. Yes. Because yeah. it's good for someone else. Exactly. See, I love walking bare feet in the home. I, I'm yes. not really, my mum would always tell me, put your slippers on. But <laughs> right. I, I just prefer walking bare feet, you know. I mean, obviously at home you're comfortable with your own surroundings. And I probably right. do that at someone else's house before I put slippers on. You know, I'm you know, oh, let me give you something to put your feet on. I'm like, no, it's okay. Outside, though, I don't do it in nature. Uh, right. So I probably need to do that a bit more. Unless I'm, of course, on a beach, but maybe go in somewhere to just let my feet connect to the ground. Yeah, you, you, it's very beneficial. It's very, 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 it's very, it's, um, it's also a great way to meditate. Yes. Because mm. that's, that's essentially what you're doing, okay? You're grounding yourself and realigning yourself, resetting yourself, yeah. mm-hmm. um, your mind, your body, um, your thoughts, um, and just kind of just feeling, feeling in that flow. Mm-hmm. yeah i heard it's also like you're recharging you're getting the energy yes, from definitely. the ground you know the from ground, mother earth the universe yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is it's yeah genuinely connecting to the ground grass is really nice kai with bare feet yes yeah yeah it feels a bit weird on, on my bare feet though <laughs> i mean if you're at a picnic yeah okay whatever but um it's not it's not my first go-to because no. i'm always worried about mud oh right <laughs> <laughs> i like the getting your toes all <laughs> Well, we probably don't have much of that here, no. you know, with this um, dry heat. Yeah. Uh, I know. Probably just get a little bit of dust <laughs> and not, not any mud, but um, <laughs> something so, you should try. So empaths typically, as we both know all too well, Marcia, uh, we tend to attract narcissists and there are different types. Um, yep. Again, I didn't know much about this until I got out of my relationship and someone highlighted it to me. And again, in speaking to Marcia, you know, a few weeks ago about a situation I had, you know, I wouldn't say I'm still going through in the heavy thick of it, but I I still have a relationship with someone in my life that has narcissistic traits. And I, again, I didn't identify as that. It's actually a female. And in describing the scenario and everything, it was Marcia who said to me, you do know that she's a narcissist. And 
it was literally like a light bulb went yeah. on because I, I didn't realise that. And I hadn't really, you know, labelled it or anything. And, you know, this person has also, again, got good intentions and stuff. But when I was much younger, I found myself, you know, always protecting. No, 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 that's not what they meant. No, no, mm-hmm. no, it's not, you know, and always mm-hmm. just giving and giving. Now, I think there is a healthy distance. And I mean, life just, you know, life is what it is. So everyone's busy and getting on with stuff and whatever. But I'm just now a lot more conscious that I am that given type. Yeah. Um, yes. And equally, this person is is a taker, you know, and it doesn't make them a bad person. No. But if they're not aware of them taking, it's up to me to set that That's boundary right. and to That's recharge right. myself, you know, and to, to even sometimes not even take things personally, because it's not about me. No. It's more about where they're at. Yeah. Exactly. What they can see, and I've now absolutely, especially with my ex partner, I have understood sometimes they are just never going to get it. So no. you can explain things to your blue in the yeah. face, but it's the way they are. You can't control or change them. No. So ultimately, something else has got to change. The scenario, you, you know, the time mix, something else has to be different because it, it, if it's never going to change them, then what are you going to do? You know, so. Uh, traits of a narcissist. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think you. I've got some notes here, but I think you <laughs> would be able to tell us. I, I mean, to be honest, narcissist. there's quite a few um, types of narcissists, but the one I'm most familiar with personally is the covert one. Okay. So this is the one that tends to be harder to spot because when we talk about narcissists, generally people think of someone with an overinflated yeah. opinion of themselves, you know, me, 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 me. Well, not everyone is like mm-hmm. that. Um, and so the ones that I've come across generally have been, um, they do lack empathy, but they mm. do also exploit others. Um, but it's almost as if it's unbelievable because what, her? Mm. Yeah. She'd exploit you. Like you, you just wouldn't it's believe subtle, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very subtle. They could even come across as quite withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so the, it's the total opposite of the overt one. Right. Okay. Uh, so they're very w- withdrawn in their approach, pa- quite passive. Um, so their need, because the narcissist wants, you know, uh, have a need for admiration. Yeah. But, but the covert, the goal is the same, mm-hmm. but they will do it differently. Yeah. So they may remove the light from themselves mm-hmm. in order to get you to now give them that admiration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have, again, another one of those in my life, which I've recently identified as well. And uh, it's funny because, you know, there have been times where I've tried to help and suggest and you know all of that good stuff that I naturally do do and I enjoy doing as well actually um but with my you know past relationship (coughs) I was um with somebody that was at the other end of the spectrum so there were lots of positive traits that I fell uh deeply for this person um but later the uh well the definition here is uh somebody who has an inflated self image Mm -hmm. and probably an excessive uh admiration of themselves um and that is absolutely my ex-partner to a t actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah special treatment self-admiration status attention you name it like they had to be the center of attention and early on if i'm honest with you there were things that i would show him that i've done you know in the past and they would just kind of be 
I, I mean, not that I was showing him to get, you know, a round of applause or anything, but, you know, it's just like, oh, this is what I did. Oh, really? Da, da, da. Just a general open discussion. Mm-hmm. And I would find that he'd sort of shut down sometimes and not say anything. Like, literally, yes. no, no comment. Yes, and when I look back and I now understand, you know, the traits of a narcissist, they want the admiration or the spotlight, but equally, mm-hmm. jealousy is a part of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. They like to blame and shame. Line, he could never give compliments. No, you know, and if no. he did give compliment, I literally I would fall off my chair because I'm like, oh, did you just? And then it would be a bit of a you know a joke between us because you know he had he had a lot of jokes and stuff like that, so we'd laugh a lot and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, you just gave me a compliment. oh my guys, he gave me a compliment. <laughs> Pigs are flying. Like. So rare. Yeah, because I just I just thought you know he wasn't a. I wouldn't say he was a mean person. He wasn't someone who you know he gave and stuff. And again, so that's why I don't. Oh, but he's giving. Yeah, he's this, he's that's that. all. But then on the flip side. When it came to zero empathy, zero understanding, it always had to be his way. It was mm. always my fault. Always. It didn't matter what happened. You know, the sky's blue, but it's my fault. Yeah. And then we all know the sky's blue, but tomorrow you're going to say something else that contradicts it. And it was quite draining, actually, mm. now that I look back. But it was so conflicted and confusing at times. Yeah, because but that, that's the whole I point, know isn't it? that it's blue. Mm. And we're talking about that's things right. that we right. know a factual, but you're going to yeah. deny it mm-hmm. or play it down or, you know, of course, and I think, oh, it wasn't that good then. Oh, yeah. it wasn't, you know, he, yeah. he, he knows what's good. So if he doesn't say it's good, then it couldn't have been mm-hmm. good. Right. And I believed what he said, of you know, course. in so many areas. And it was just, oh, God. Of course you would, because remember, yeah. you're an empath and you would never, ever do that to yeah. someone. So you, to and imagine that someone would, would do that. It. Well, if yeah, that, exactly. You wouldn't do it. No, he's my partner. Of course he didn't Why would that. he? Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> wouldn't intentionally lie to my face. No. Like, even if someone did that, to me, if someone was going to lie, you know you look to see if they're, like, looking down. But he he could tell you the sky was green with, like, the utmost belief, okay? Yeah, of and, course. And he believed it himself. This, this is where now I know the seriousness. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time, but seriously. Because then you're, then you're like... Yeah. Maybe I am wrong then. Well, yeah. what did I say yesterday? Exactly. See, you're always saying this and doing yeah. whatever. You see, and then, my gosh, the gaslighting started. Mm-hmm. And that's another <laughs> term. I had no idea what gaslighting meant because I'm like, what? Like, are we talking about gas? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> gaslighting is an actual thing. And again, I had someone highlight that to me. Yeah. Elaborate, elaborate on gaslighting, baby, just for the listeners. Yeah, if there was a, if there was a, disagreement it was the gaslighting tactic so gaslighting basically is a form of emotional emotional abuse abuse Mm. and manipulation and I I say Mm. that again because some Mm. people might know someone that identifies with this but it doesn't make them a bad person Mm. no because I don't always think they're intentionally doing it it's hard to believe okay but to wrap your head around it I don't think they're intentionally doing it the aim however if you understand this is to place doubt in the mind of others so mm-hmm. that they question their self, question their memory, mm-hmm. question their sanity and even their reality. Mm-hmm. So in an argument, you can equally see if you think you've got a point and someone else has got a valid point, you're both arguing your points. Yes. But in order to win and obviously disarm the other person, a narcissist will often use gaslighting so that mm-hmm. you are always questioning you. Yep. They're yeah. never going to question themselves. They're not reflecting on themselves because they're right. Yeah. They're, they're in the admiration position. They're in the power yeah. position. And even if you've got a point and you've got facts, they're not going to talk about facts. They are going to throw you off 
So you question yourself and they know you're going to do that because you're a, you know, an open person, you're someone who does reflect. So in understanding that and realizing that that's how a lot of our arguments went, it was me saying, oh God, you know what? It's okay. Mm. It's okay. Let's just move forward, you know, and, and then getting frustrated and then suppressing it and saying, do you know what? I'm just not going to say anything at all. Because anytime I say anything, I'm never going to be right anyway. And it's just, we're going to waste half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. When, so, yeah, we're just, it's going to be fine. So let's just move past it. Move on. And so then it. what happens is you then, right, right. And that's the key point here. You stop speaking. And that actually was them obtaining control. And mm-hmm. you now, you've now gone into a state of dependency. Because yeah. you depend on them or their their thoughts yeah yeah what they say is it exactly and and that ran so deep it ran so deep with regards to compliments oh you look nice today or whatever it is like a normal person would say and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying they're abnormal but (laughs) well expecting a compliment if i if i mentioned that it'd be like well why are you looking for compliments you know that you're pretty you know that no it's not even that i'm looking for compliments but babe you know i've made a lot of (laughs) so then withdrawing the compliments deliberately by this point because now I'm being selfish because I'm looking for compliments so I won't and I know that's not selfish but now I'm just it's a thing then it might be you know a compliment on something else you know that everybody else would say oh my god that was an amazing show or whatever but then because it didn't necessarily come from him I'm like you know what I know I need to work harder and and I'm probably you know we all are our own worst worst enemies at times because we want to push and do our best so if I already felt like I wasn't doing great at something and then he added Mm -hmm. to that well, but course. everybody else is going, oh, my God, baby, you look amazing. It was this, it was right. that. It didn't matter what yeah. anyone else said. Because I didn't think it. And, and on top of that, he didn't yeah. think it. So when he did dangle the carrot, it was like, okay, I've yeah, I've done yeah. it now. I've done it now. I feel great. And, of course, it's that extra boost. And you become dependent on it because of course. him saying yes or no or the sky's blue or whatever, when you know something is, is just something, you're just like, let me just not say yeah. anything at all. Because you don't right. want to offend them and yeah. say they're lying you know and you you know you don't want to call them out and say you're manipulating me or whatever it is and I don't <laughs> even think I got to that conclusion in my you relationship yeah, no. I came to that conclusion outside of it um and and it was because of a whole different reason that we broke up that's not the reason why but when I came out of it and I I looked back and somebody had pointed it out to me I just was so like I just couldn't believe that I had allowed mm-hmm. someone to get in my head that mm-hmm. much and I mm-hmm. I honestly vowed to myself that I would never have anyone else be louder than my own voice and that's I mean I've been working on myself for many years anyway but that's where I think my self-love really had to step up a notch because I just thought never again I thought my confidence was high and if I could allow someone like that in I mean it was aggressive but if I could allow someone like that Mm -hmm. in that deeply to be so dependable no never ever ever my voice my thoughts my but like what do I yeah. even like do yeah. I like this yes no do I want right. to be flexible on this yes no yes, I can't just keep going yeah. along right. with someone else's lifestyle or someone else's thoughts and and their it's everything. funny yeah and yeah. I'm just kind of okay it's okay I don't mind whatever you want yeah of I'm, course I'm yeah it's funny though like all the things you're describing is actually characteristics that I put into a lot of the villains in my books just because the way they do uh-huh. it yeah the way they do it is just so subtle and it makes people join them you know and you're like why would anybody join them but they're so clever wow. with the things that they say and how they make the person feel like they should be doing that and they want their approval and all that right. stuff and now as you're talking I'm just realizing a lot of my villains are narcissists <laughs> 
and not that thing as well the villains are they've got no. great qualities and they're likable and they're nice and that's what makes them so dangerous right and you've really got to be aware it's a tactical yeah. politics to uh win obviously the voters and uh, take exactly. down the opponent and and the term itself actually came from a 1938 play called Ooh. Gaslight yeah, it did, where yeah. the husband would move objects around and blame the wife and, and try yeah. to convince her and confuse her that she was yes. losing her mind mm -hmm. and uh, he would actually change the dimming of the lights Mm -hmm. And again, tell her it was just her imagination. And, and I, think, really I mean, I've never seen it. Yeah, she I've actually went. It, I think she ended up in a mental institute. Exactly. I think yeah. she ends yeah. up going um, in a mental institute. But it was just that wow. firm belief in yeah. what he was saying. No, babe. Okay, no, does no, it say you. why he's doing it? Well, you see, no, it, I, I don't remember if they say why. But a question that I often mm. ask, and I still don't have the answer to, so I'd be very happy if someone <laughs> could answer it, is do narcissists actually know that they are narcissists? I don't think so. Do they at know that they're doing what they're doing? And I don't know no, if I don't they think do. So. I don't, yeah, I don't know if they know they're narcissists. And even if you had a frank conversation and, you know, gave them what mm. for, I think their level of self-admiration is yeah. so high. I mean, everything is your fault. So you telling them some home truths is never going to hit home for them to really go, oh you're my right. gosh, maybe you're right, mm -hmm. I need to fix up. Never, because... And it's almost unbelievable because when I had these kind of discussions with these people that I've now identified, they'd be, okay, so they say something to me today and I'd be like, yes, yeah, so I respond to that thing. And when I respond to what they have said to me, whether it's written down or in a voice note or whatever, they then go, oh, did I say that? Mm -hmm. When did I say that? Oh, no, I didn't <laughs> yeah. mean that to you. <laughs> oh, my goodness, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, no, but you said, but you, said, you, yeah. you asked me, like, what I thought of this situation. You're like, no, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't say that. I mean, you couldn't possibly want to say anything but, now. But you did. No, but we haven't spoken. We're, we're speaking now about it because you asked me what I... And equally, because I'm like, did I... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can, yeah. But, oh, no, no, no. Everything was fine, babe. Like, and then I'm like, wow. Like, wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Almost to the point where even the lies... And I don't like calling yeah, people liars yeah. either, but the lies and the stories that they will tell, the to version that you. happened mm -hmm. and what they'll tell you happened, even that involves yeah. you and the version that they will tell somebody else, yeah. my God, again, well, of course, it, it's believable. if it comes back to you, you almost wouldn't believe that this person has said that, but by the facts of the story, you know that this person couldn't have made it up because how else would they know if they weren't mm. there? Right. But they make up such elaborate stories that of course paints them in the perfect uh, yeah. position okay they are they are the weak ones and so they needed this they needed that and but you actually, did when, this right when you tell the person how it really went down they're like no 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 that's that's not what they said to me they told me that you said this and you did that the lies are <laughs> just and i think the first second third time you'd ask like, okay maybe you know everyone's got different versions of events fine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when it keeps happening yeah when it's happening over long durations yeah, of time me, for sure i mean i'm so much stronger in my mindset now so I know what I know I'm not saying I'm always right but no, I know how I feel like I trust yeah. my gut more right and so in understanding I'm an empath when those scenarios have happened with those people I I swear and I don't even think this is a good place to be for the relationship but I just mm -hmm. let go I just let go because I just think I keep trying to help you and you keep sabotaging this so if you keep sabotaging it and lying and not self-reflecting and not picking up where you left off going actually yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I can't help you. 
I can't help you. I can only help me. And I have to help me by having a distance or, you know, cutting down how much we speak, whatever it may be. And and that's that's Mm. important. This is why I was saying at the beginning of the call that, um, that, you know, it's about taking responsibility, Mm -hmm. us taking responsibility for who we allow in our lives energetically. Because if it doesn't feel good, and again, it's just reiterating, these individuals aren't bad people. They're they're everyday people that we're around Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's us choosing to spend more or less time around them because it doesn't doesn't sit well for you, maybe. Well, you find yourself doing things that otherwise you might not normally do. Yeah. Yeah. That go against what you believe. That's the dangerous thing because you don't want to see anyone suffer as an empath. You have a big heart. You will give and give and give. But for me, I think where I've drawn the line with a couple of people is when I've given so much and I'm not seeing... I don't want to do it to get it reciprocated, Mm -hmm. but it's more so that you know it's helped and it's appreciated. And where I'm not seeing the... um, the recognition of it as in the person knowing okay you know what maybe I messed up or maybe this is because we're all gonna make mistakes and I think in self-development in healing in learning it's a cycle you know we're never all gonna know everything all the time you know we're gonna die learning so as far as I see it it's just an evolution and I just hope for everyone myself included and and equally for them that they just learn from the experience that's all you can hope because if they're not learning they're gonna keep hitting brick walls and then keep crying wolf, you know, and sadly in that wolf story, you might end up being the the <laughs> villain. Right. But if you deep down in your heart know that you did what you did out of good intentions and yeah. you had a good heart, then you have to move on and forgive yourself. Exactly. I think that's what was one of my biggest takeaways. I had to just, you know, I knew that I had good intentions and I never meant, and I still don't ever mean these people yeah. any mess. Yes, no, of course. So when I was at peace with that, that really, really helped me. Great. So, uh, any takeaways do you think, Marcia, to help somebody or uh, Shalina <laughs> out of your books? Are there any happy endings? <laughs> after these well, you know, there are some villains you love. You love. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's just, you know, to kind of, I guess, take on from what you've just said, Kai, which is just um, to just be aware, a little bit more aware of who you are as a person um, will help you to identify the types of people you attract into your life, you know, and what's good for you, what isn't necessarily yeah. good for you. And just taking, um, you know, choosing um, to to always do what feels good. That's, that's yeah. what I would, that's what yeah. would be my takeaway, I think. Would you recommend therapy if needed? Definitely. Um, that's how I discovered I was an empath was through therapy. Yeah. So I would definitely, I would definitely recommend that because it's not always something you can identify for yourself. Of course. And do you still find that you uh, attract the same type of narcissist? Um, Um, And how do you deal with them now? uh, I'm much Mm. more aware of, I understand what I feel more now. So yes, I would say that um, I'm able to to pick them out a lot easier, um, but now I spend a lot of time, you know, kind of aligning yes. myself um, and spending time with myself. Whereas before, I used to also 
be told that I was selfish or, you know, why, why you, you know, always want to spend mm-hmm. time by yourself and do this by yourself. Well, actually, it's important yeah. to me. So I tend to keep those types of people at a distance. I'm not saying I don't have narcissistic yeah. friends mm-hmm. because I do, but I, I, I know how far to go with them and I don't allow them to penetrate me as I did mm-hmm. before. Um, so it's about 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, as you mentioned, like how it's an energetic kind of level energy thing that you have to protect. I found that with my friend, the more I did do self-development, the more I did spend time with myself, we kind mm-hmm. of just naturally drifted. And what's weird is that we were, Fel- yeah, yeah, we were close, have, yeah. close. Yeah. And I still to this day cannot fully yeah. understand where we drifted, but it just, it wasn't working. I was just on right. a different level and no longer was I, yeah, susceptible yeah. to the manipulations and the things. And she's lovely, she's great, and right. she's living a good life. But yeah, we just drifted. Just didn't, yeah. Right, you just drift. And, and that's a very important point, um, Shulia, because people yeah. will fall off. Um, as you grow and as you learn more about yourself, the ones, as we know, your vibe mm. attracts your tribe. And so the, yes. the people who you resonate with will be the ones. And so I am not surprised that a lot of the people in my life yeah. now are empaths because yeah, that's course, what I yeah. attract. Mm. And we get it. Right. We get it. And we can also lift each other up. Exactly. You know, because there are so many times like self-love comes down to so many things it's not yeah. just going to the spa you right. know getting your nails done and and pampering in that way which is nothing wrong with that but self-love is is about recharging it's about having downtime yes. being still um it's you know about just reconnecting with your core and you don't have to do meditation and be airy fairy or whatever no. you may yeah. label that as whatever getting back to zero is for you and i say zero is in just centered basics right Mm -hmm. you know every day running out working the children the marriage the the friendships whatever it is the traveling even traveling is yeah takes a lot out of you so just coming back down to zero just shutting everything else out Mm -hmm. is so important and I think young people older people you know especially if you're an empath you go around doing everything Mm -hmm. for everyone else right but then you don't make that time for yourself so just kind of turning it down sometimes it doesn't need to be everyday yeah. turn up you know just sometimes <laughs> chill time and resetting and understanding what you like and don't like you know right. when you know that and you can be more certain of yourself more sure of yourself you won't keep questioning yourself and allowing other yeah. people's opinions to be so um strong in your forefront and right. you can kind of identify those who are you know do you feel great around these people yes yeah, no. If yeah. you feel great hang around with them if you don't you know kind of reduce that time exactly um and and one other thing i would say is you know depending on what type of relationship it is you might want to seek uh a third person to yeah. kind of bounce off because that's something that i could do to a degree but i didn't really i wasn't as vocal with some of the things that went on in my relationship because of the type of relationship it was yeah. which is a whole nother episode <laughs> but um <laughs> But the people who did know, they did understand and I could bounce off them. But I found I would still only say yeah. very little to them. Right. So if you can find someone that you can bounce off, not to like take sides. No. Clarify. But just to kind of just balance your logic. Download. Yeah, balance your logic. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be aware of your own behavior. If you're the one who's, you know, antagonizing X, Y, Z, then, you know, hold your hands up and be honest to that. But right. 
if you are honest with yourself, you take, you know, accountability for your role in yeah. whatever is going on. Right. And then have a third person kind of balance it out so you know you've got that support. Um, then, yeah, it, it might be easier to balance that because I, I did find it hard to get out of the monitoring yeah. of my relationship. It was, yeah. it was She's understandable. So, ladies, I think that is fantastic. And uh, is there any last words that you'd like to leave us with, Marcia? <laughs> A nice closing statement. Yeah, sure. I would like to tell everyone that setting boundaries is yes. care. Yes. Ooh, that is a good one. I like that. I like that. We've been discussing that yeah. as well. So excellent. Perfect. So for those of you who would like to connect with us online, you can find myself. I am Kai and uh, my Instagram, Twitter and Facebook is at I am simply Kai. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram at being Marcia McLeod or on my website, MarciaMcLeod.com. And for me, Shalina, a.k.a. S. McPherson, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as at S. McPherson Books. And we'll Thanks see so you much. Again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. See you on the next Bye. episode. Bye. Bye.